Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hello everyone, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine, but I have hurt my back again. I think I got a bit showy-offy in a Pilates class on a reformer on a box doing a two-point kneel with a weighted strap around one leg, swinging it around and feeling... Jesus, that sounds weighted strap. That sounds... I know, I I really felt, you know, invincible, which I clearly am not because the next day, oh my (laughs) God. So last night, I, you know, I limpy sort of old lady shoved my hair in a scrunchie, one of those silk scrunchies. Actually, my friend makes them. They're a company called Rock and Doll, and it's ethical silk, where they're very nice to the silkworms. It doesn't break your hair. So shove my hair in a scrunchie, banged a couple of painkillers, which makes it sound like I'm sort of, you know, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. So they weren't like Xanax <laughs> or Vicodin. It was like too near a fen. Never let it be yeah, said I'm on, not Hunter rock and roll. Thompson. Exactly. <laughs> and went to sleep. And then, uh, and then I, 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 I sent something. I heard the jingle of a bell, actually. And I looked at my phone. It was 1.34, and my enormous and very unfriendly Maine Coon cat, Basil, had appeared next to me on the pillow. And I, I reached a hand out, half asleep, and, and, and I felt something small and soft. And I thought, oh, it's, it's my scrunchie. And then I thought, it's not my scrunchie! And I threw it across oh the room. Oh, my God. And I thought... What was it? What was it? Well, I, 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 had, my, I had my suspicions. So I turned the light on. <laughs> turned the light on and, and, and sort of heaved myself to my feet, you know, like Quasimodo, and limped across the room and it was a mouse. Oh! oh. Also, sh- I just like did a full body shudder. Just me in the house. And, uh, you and, and the mouse. And I, I, me, me and the mouse and the fucking cat. Uh, who I, everyone keeps saying who I've spoken to this morning, oh, it's because he loves you, he knew you were in pain, he was bringing you a present. I could do without that kind of love. <laughs> And I thought Where I'm going to have fucking diamonds. And you know, I just wanted it to go away, but of course, I had to deal with it. I had to deal with the mouse. I mean, you know, you count your blessings. It wasn't disemboweled. It was just, you know, deeply asleep. And I didn't know what to do, so I grabbed it with a plastic bag I had lying around, and I threw it out the window. Oh my god! Where and it will probably like block your gutters. Or I'm something. certain it landed in a gutter. Absolutely correct. So that's going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Yeah. So how are you, Em? I'm absolutely fine. But actually, since we've started this Zoom call, I've been completely fixated by the two lines in my forehead. What, in between your eyebrows? eyebrows. I call it the M11. Yeah, well, it is certainly an M11 currently. And I... It's interesting because I've always thought that I would never do anything at all to my face in terms of like Botox or fillers or whatever. But looking at this really sort of savage kind of frown mark and feeling very unlike myself. Well, the thing is, you get that stuff done when it really, really bothers you, which is why you should never say never. I know. Yeah, quite. You said that to me ages ago because I said to because I, I remember seeing someone in the street I hadn't seen for a while. And I thought, oh, gosh, they look just suddenly a little bit fresher. But I knew it was it ain't skincare. Anyway, um, so never say never, eh? One of the things we really wrestle with here on the podcast and in our lives is the shifting sands of our identity. Who are we? What are we doing? Is this what we wanted? And alongside all these existential panickings, there are times when our physical selves change and challenge us in ways that can make us feel desperate. Today's guest, a renowned beauty expert, opened the floodgates for people to talk about their experience of hair loss when she started documenting her own hair loss situation and the solutions she sought. 
because Jo Jones is a woman of action. She co-founded Beauty Banks, an incredible charity and initiative that supports people living in hygiene poverty, which you know now is exacerbated by what they call a cost of clean crisis. She hosts beauty hags on Instagram with our friend, the beauty titan, Nadine Baggett. And we are thrilled to have her on the podcast today to ask her the essential question, was Fleabag right? Is hair everything? But first, Joe, how are you? I'm absolutely fine. Bit jacked off because um, Annabelle has rifted and taken my absolutely fine butt with her back situation. <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry, like, this is a, we should have plotted. Uh, no, no, we should have plotted. Uh, I'm absolutely fine, but I fell down full flight of stairs in my house a couple of days ago. Oh. To add insult to injury, I was completely sober, <laughs> and I fell <laughs> down every single one of them and there's 11 and I know that because I walk up them about 10 times a day with my one-year-old going one two three and he was having a bit of a restless night's sleep so I was going up and down up and down and I think I just wasn't paying attention the last time and I just slipped Ooh. and I fell down every and I luckily I went backwards and I just fell down every single one and it was unbelievably painful at the time and, Did you But cry? it's getting worse. No, because my kids were there. Oh so Ivy, well, to be honest, Violet, who's 13, nearly 14, heard the commotion, didn't even bother to stick her head out of the room. <laughs> you know, didn't. Uh, so, but Ivy, my 10-year-old, did run to me and she can get quite sort of emotional. And like, they do, you know, when they see their parents in pain or crying, it's, so I had to sort of hold it in. And it was really, but the pain is sort of, as the bruising comes out, I've now got these sort of visual markings of my pain and shame. And yeah, it's sort of everywhere. It's just made me feel quite elderly, I think. There's a difference, isn't there, between you know? falling over and having a fall? Yes, and this is what, this is what cannot happen, right? Mm. Our age, we cannot have a fall, right? At the minute that you put that letter A, because I spoke to Sally as well, who, you know, has also been on here and... She um, said that she had slipped and fell in the shower and she was on her own. And suddenly you feel quite vulnerable and quite sort of upset. And then you kind of... So, yeah, I was absolutely fine and I am absolutely fine. I'm getting... I went on the reformer. She took that one as well. <laughs> we are the same person. But I find Do you have an M11? No, you don't. I can see you well, don't. I, I, so there I, you go. Well, well, I have when I look outside and let, let's say it's been raining and there are autumn leaves, this happened at the weekend, I was wearing Ugg boots and Ugg boots are slidey. There we go. <laughs> Joe is also wearing Ugg boots. And I think, you know, oh God, you know, I could just ski across that pavement and that would not mm -hmm. be good. And there is this nibble of vulnerability that starts to happen in your 40s. You're absolutely right. Oh, I was exactly the same this weekend with the damp leaves on a sort of porchy like type situation. You're like, is this mulch going to take me down? Yeah. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Am I going to be mulched? <laughs> That's the, and you, and it is, it's that hesitation. Ooh. It's really depressing. Um, but Joe, I mean, you talk about all sorts of things and, and, and your beauty recommendations, which we'll come to later, are sort of second to none. Um, you're really amazing. And, and, you know, Joe's been in the beauty business for 25 years or something. Um, I've known her for many years. And, um, but there was this extraordinary moment on your fantastic Instagram feed where you did basically a big reveal. And can you tell us about that? Why and what led up to it and what happened? Yeah, sure. So I have been, and actually we had this conversation, Annabelle, years and years ago, and you probably won't remember it, but we were talking about when you'd had your hair extensions taken out. 
And I do remember we were sitting in a saggy. Exactly. And you were saying how long it's taken your hair to recover. And, you know, I've never had good hair. I've, my hair's always been okay. It's never been great. Even as a kid, my sister had the hair and I had okay hair. So I've never had a great head of hair, but it's been fine. Um, and I had my second child, Ivy, about, well, 11 years ago. <laughs> and I went to see my GP and my GP said, do you want to have any more children? And I said, absolutely not. And they said, um, and they said, well, why don't you try having the coil? But it's not the traditional coil, it's the hormone coil. Because I really, I have really heavy periods, so I can't just use the traditional coil. Although lots of my friends do, and they have a great time with it. Anyway, I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> I About... love the idea of having a great time with your coil. <laughs> Me and my coil, <laughs> hanging out, living our best life. Exactly. Living our it's best life. All working life. out fine. All working out fine. And anyway, I didn't think anything of it. And my hair started to get finer and finer and finer. But when you've had a child and you stop breastfeeding, your hair... Let's go of all the hair it's held on to. So, you know, losing it is kind of depressing and upsetting, but it's normal and you don't think anything of it. But it kept happening and happening and happening until my ponytail ended up, I would say, the circumference of a 5P. And I mean the new, well, they're not new, but we remember <laughs> the old ones, right? So the old ones were pretty decent size, but the new ones, uh, the newer ones. The new ones have been around for 25 years. <laughs> something like that, yeah. But I also would have said the new 5P. No, you did the like, new, the new pound coin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, talk about elderly. I mean, I really, I'm not helping bits. myself. Oh, God. And I ignored it and shoved loads of hair extensions in my hair and just ignored it for years and years and then I thought I can't ignore it any I take out my hair extensions and see if my hair's got any better because it's bound to be better now and so it's about two or three years later I had all the hair extensions taken out and my hair was just it was beyond pitiful and it kept shedding and shedding and shedding and shedding long after I had the hair extensions taken out so I looked and was it happening was it happening around your hairline as well or just in the back with the with the you know the weft with the ponytail no it was happening all over I wasn't receding I was just losing volume at an enormous rate. So I would brush my hair with a tangled teaser and it would be full. Yeah, I would pull my hair at the sides really gently just put, and I would still get clumps of hair out. The shower upstairs, which is new, was clogging up. And when they unclogged it, it was my hair. And I knew it was my hair because my daughters have very fair hair, so it's not mine. And how were you uh, feeling as mine. this was all happening? You know, I just felt quite a lot of embarrassment and shame I felt fear because I was worried that it was just going to keep happening. And I felt really, um, this is a hugely unpopular thing to say, but I don't give a toss. I felt really unattractive and sort of, you know, less, just that your hair is such a visual part of your identity. And it's not just what it looks like. It's, it's how it makes you feel. You know, like, if your hair's good and you have a good hair day, if you like, it's not just about what it looks like, it's how it makes you feel. It makes you feel more confident. It makes you feel, you know, your self-esteem gets a bit of a boost. It just has a lot more connotations to that. And when you start to lose it, this kind of, you just get this sort of thing where you just want to hide away. And my husband, not that I necessarily care about, you know, what he likes me wearing or anything like that, but he loves it when I wear my hair down. And I'm always a top knot, lazy kind of person. But there was no, I haven't worn my hair down in about, I'd say, four years. Anyway... 
even to cut a very long story that I've already made very long short, after a lot of research, I what had triggered my hair loss was actually the Mirena coil that I had put into my body. Now, it is not, I don't want to frighten people. It is not the same for everyone. Some people get along with it perfectly fine and it doesn't affect their hair. The only reason I thought that to investigate that is because a girl in the office that I used to work with said her friend had lost a lot of hair and she had pinpointed it to that and that's what made me think of it. So I had it taken out. And just um, for a caveat here, I'm on the marina coil and have been for seven years and haven't had a problem. So it just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is, it's bad luck. Yeah. You know, and everybody's body chemistry and hormonal chemistry yeah. is very different. But for me, that's what the trigger was. It wasn't what then endlessly because I had it taken out obviously and I just expected my hair to recover and it, it just didn't mm. it just and there's on something and on. Uh, it, you're right it's so emotional this idea of your crowning glory um, mm. and people talk about a bad hair day and I remember you know uh, after years of hair extensions when I just had fluff at the back of my neck in the end really it was just a bad hair life like you I didn't wear my hair down for four years it takes a lot to recover it does and it's sort of it, I ignored it for quite a while because I had kids and then, you know, you're so busy and I could only focus on, I really like skincare and makeup. I don't have time to do my hair as, so, you know, it's like, oh, so I'll deal with that and then I'll deal with that later. But the only thing, the real breakthrough for me, the absolute only thing that, and this is what I do, if anyone is experiencing any type of hair loss, whether they're male or female, is to go and get your bloods done. It is the only thing that will give you the real insight into what your issue is. Because it could be a myriad of things. It could be hormonal, it could be thyroid, it could be lack of iron, it could be lack of stored iron, it could be female pattern baldness, it might be what I've got, which is Telogenifuvlium, um, which means my hair basically grows out of the follicles, very strong and very healthy, but it leaves my head after about a year when most people, when hair stays in your head for four to five years. So mine sheds, basically. So until you pinpoint what your issue is, you can't really solve the problem. You can get lucky. Right, you can get very lucky, but for me, it's all been about really understanding my body, where it's deficient, and where it needs assistance or supplementation. Or because I used things like Medoxinol, which is basically Regain, for about a year, and I spent a fortune on it. But I don't have female pattern baldness, so mm. it's a complete waste of money. And female pattern baldness means your hair follicles are actually sort of shivering up and sort of dying off. So the medoxinol stimulates them, helps them grow. And I think there was a moment on, on, on Instagram, wasn't there, where you, I think you took off a headscarf and you said, listen, I haven't talked about it, but this has been happening to me. And you mm. showed what was going on. And what was, what was that? Why did you decide to do that? And what was the, what was the reaction to that? I t do you know what? I decided, because I've always hidden it away with hair pieces, I weave hair scarves into my top knot, which makes them look fuller and thicker and all of this sort of stuff. And I wear ridiculous things like bows and stuff like that with impunity. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't care if I look like Minnie Mouse or whatever. Um, an ageing elderly Minnie Mouse. <laughs> but I just thought the only way I'm going to 
I'm the sort of person that needs accountability or I just get quite lazy. I need to have like some kind of accountability. And I just thought, if I don't deal with this, I'm just going to just keep ignoring it. And I just thought, fuck it. And I was standing by my kitchen where the light is quite good. <laughs> so my skin looked all right. I switched my phone on and I just did it. And I just recorded it. And I just, and I, because when I take my hair out of all of its stuff, it just sticks up like this, like a pile of poof. It's just poof and puff. And you can see all the light going through it. It's all horrible. But I did it and I made, I did it because I wanted myself to be accountable for finally finding out what was wrong with it and to stop sidelining. So I didn't really do it for anyone else. I did it for myself. And, and then it was just, it was unbelievable. Like the amount of people that, the amount of women who have the same issues and just felt relief, I suppose, that they weren't the only ones who wanted to share all of their stories and their, you know, what they had done or what they needed to do. And it was just like quite, I won't say it was empowering because I didn't feel empowered. I just felt accountable. And I think other people knowing, I have a lot of access to things, which is my luck, right? Which I'm very lucky for. I have access to expertise and all of these things. Yet I still wasn't accessing it because I was framed. And then it just made me, well, a lot of people that follow me don't have access to these things. And I thought, well, if I do it, and then just try and point people in the right direction, then it might be helpful. So, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of bit of that, really. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Why not try a hobby? They say everybody needs to find purpose. They say if only we had enough time. We say, but even if we did have an extra hour in the day, what on earth would we do with it? A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? One of the things that I have found really useful about therapy is in unpacking what's important to me now. Because what I wanted at 20 is very different to what I want now at 49. But sometimes in the rush hour of life, we can get stuck in an old template. Therapy can give you the space to talk things through, to reimagine what matters to you and how to prioritise it. So if you need some clarity and are thinking of starting therapy, why not look at BetterHelp? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midult. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash midult. BetterHelp. Because sometimes the smartest thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Because as you say, you I can, wasn't expecting. You can spend an awful lot of money on things that find you on Instagram. You know that say that this shampoo mm. will regrow your hair, or that you know this this supplement will regrow your hair. And you know you can really, yeah. in your desperation, spend a lot of money and hope on things yeah. that aren't going to have any effect. 
Do you remember that brand, Philosophy? And they had the best, they had a skincare product. They still have got it. And it's called Hope in a Jar. Yeah. <laughs> it is the best named skincare beauty product of all time, right? Because that's what we buy into when we buy any type of skincare or cosmetics. It's a bit of hope that we're going to look better or it's going to suit us or any of those things. And when it comes to hair loss, and I really can't bang on about this enough, until you fully understand what's going on in your body, you're just trying to shoot a moving target. Like you've yeah. just, it may, it's so hard. And when I went to see Lisa Caddy at um, Philip Kingsley, that was the start of when things started to get better for me. And even though, like, she looked at the crown of my head with one of their really super duper sort of things, uh, microscopy things, and she could tell by looking that the follicles were fine, so I didn't have female pet and hair loss. But she wasn't able, and I had telogenophobia, what's it? But what she can't do is say why I have that. The only way she can find out why we have it and why we can begin to solve the problem is by doing my bloods. And when she did my bloods, it came back that I was anemic and that my body was getting lots of iron through my food, but it wasn't storing iron. So my ferritin was on the floor. However, it was if I had been to see my GP and begged them to give me blood tests about a year or so previously, and they said that my ferritin level was fine because my ferritin level is fine for a healthy human being. It is not fine for someone for healthy hair, right? So a GP is only looking at a scale because they've got a million things to look after and a million things to do and they're underfunded and all the things that... And, you know, you can go into Holland and Barrett and you can go into Boots or Superdrug or any of those places and spend a fortune on collagen stuff, on biotin and all of this kind of thing. But here's the thing, like... If your body is not deficient in biotin, buying biotin is not going to help cause your your hair issue. Very few people are actually deficient in biotin. So taking a biotin supplement, if your hair is shedding, it's not going to be useful if your hair, if you're not biotin deficient. Mm. It's just, you know, so it was a concoction of sort of supplements. I stuck to it for a good six, seven months now, started to see some regrowth, started less shedding. And then it seemed to be going a little bit backwards again, right? So this was about three months ago, four months ago. So then you're like, oh, great, this is my life. Two steps forward, 10 fucking back. You know, it's like <laughs> lovely. Thought I was there. And then, you know, people can be quite judgy, especially on, you know, stop bleaching your hair. I'm like, it's not, a, my hair is not damaged. My hair doesn't stay in my head, you know. It's so bleaching it or not bleaching it is not going to make a great deal of difference. It's a journey. <laughs> it's a journey. And um, you've got to be committed to that journey and process because that's where you'll find growth. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, hair growth. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. As, as, as we always say, just because oh, you call your life a journey doesn't make it any less of a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but, but hair, but hair, you know, I mean, it's really unlike skin or in this is the proper long game, isn't it? You really have yeah, to. Yeah, it is. Actually, skin as well is very reflective of what's going on inside your body. You know, if you are deficient in something, if you're run down, if you are um, sleep defi uh, defiled. <laughs> same, oh, only, same thing, really. If only I was defiled by sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, that would be the dream. Yes, come on, you bastard, do it again. 
<laughs> yeah, just one more. But it is, it's that, it's that process of understanding. And I think it is easier to go into a shop and buy something and hope that it's going to, um, you know, resolve the issues. But unless you know what they are, then you can't fully resolve them. And what's interesting about my second round of bloods is that my ferritin, I'm now not, um, I'm borderline anemic, so I'm almost not anemic anymore, which is great. But what come back this time, which was why my hair was so sort of crispy, was that my omega, omega, omega-3 is very, very low. And do eat quite a lot of oily fish and stuff like that, but I have to supplement. And the supplements that I need are not the supplements that you can get from the high, like from the high street. You ne- I need a very high dose, so I'll go on to Victoria Health and get it from there. So, and that will really help with that. But now I've got um, an abnormal... <laughs> I mean, it just goes on. But at least I'm getting, like, I'm getting an abnormal uh, free thyroxine level, so I have to go and see an endocrinologist. Um, to get that sorted. So, you know, that will be the next phase. But I share all of that stuff and I try to do it in a very sort of light-hearted way because I, I just, I don't believe in doom-mongering and I am a sort of like, let's just get on with it. And I know it's really hard, but, you know, here's some information, go, go, you know, go with it and run with it and see what you can get or badger your MP, uh, you know, not your MP, <laughs> don't think my MP is going to do anything. It's quasi Quartang. I think he's having a bit of a rest. <laughs> oh my God. He's not worried about anyway. But, you know, your you're, but, you, but you're on the journey now, aren't you? You know, you're, yeah. you're, that, you know, you're on the escalator. Yeah, I am. But yeah, it's good. It's good to be able to share, like, like just cut out the bullshit. Yeah. You know? Just cut out. Stop trying to kid myself. And if you're doing the same, and also don't expect a magic wand because there isn't one if there was i would create it and sell it and make a fortune and <laughs> you know go and live in lamu <laughs> for the rest of my life wouldn't that be nice but you know, know. You, you 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 have got access to, to all this expertise which is one of the things that makes you so good on instagram but also one of the reasons isn't it that you and sally hughes decided to put your beauty heads together and come up with the beauty banks and i want to say it was was it how many years ago was it? Oh, God, it was like in 2018, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, 2018, February 2018. Um, um, and we what went. happened? How did that conversation sort of evolve? Because I, I feel like it, was, it happened quite quickly. Suddenly it was there. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was just a spirit. So Sally and I, like, we are real sort of hustly do-gooders. My mum is such a massive do-gooder. Isn't it? funny how we automatically hear the hear the term do-gooder and we feel like it's a pejorative we think oh worthy yeah it's literally a lovely person who does good things for other people yeah but i quite like doing good yeah but i quite like sort of like minimizing it because it doesn't i feel like it's embarrassing to like you know be like oh yeah i've got this like character it's like whatever and then Um, we're all like well we're actually breaking bad not doing good it's so mad isn't it yeah much nicer and I just don't you know it's it for me it's we've both worked in beauty for a long long time we were a very sort of lavish posh dinner at Rolla Marais Atelier because I was doing the launch of his fragrance and we were both just talking she'd just done a I think it was a tv documentary for the BBC on homelessness in Wales and we were like look 
there's so with there's so much abundance of stuff in the beauty industry that a either gets wasted or it gets sent to journalists and influencers by the bucket load and they just end up not knowing what to do with it all and there's all these people over here who can't afford just even soap or toothpaste or whatever so why don't we just take from here and give to here it's just easy right you take from the haves and give to the have-nots i got a friend of mine to create this logo um and we called it beauty banks because it's good alliteration and it's very easy to get the message across it's like food banks but with personal care and hygiene items instead but we try and keep it quite sort of hustly because we don't want to create a business we want to create something that helps people so yes all this time later sadly it's needed more than ever and this is what's quite hard is keeping up with the demand especially now as we get closer to winter yeah people have to choose between heating and eating and yes obviously eating is the most important thing in anybody's like life because that is um that's you know how you live but you know if you can't afford to wash or brush your teeth before you go to school you could get subject to bullying you exclude yourself you make yourself invisible you don't want to be noticed you don't want to participate in class uh, if you're a you know a chap going for a job interview and you can't shave because you can't afford razors because they're really expensive, you might not get the job because someone thinks that you're you know that you look a bit scruffy or whatever. There's a hundred and one reasons why hygiene is so important, and it's not about what you look like; it's about how you feel. And also, yeah, it is about what you look like as well because we wouldn't go or send our kids to school without being able to brush their teeth. So yeah, it's kind of what is amazing is how good people are. Right. And all we hear about is the negative about people and brands, like particularly in beauty. It pisses me off when you get people just moaning about brands like this brand, this brand. It's so there's so much good in the industry that I work in. So much good and so much money, even in recessional times. There's a lot of money and people want to help. They just want to know what's the problem. How do we help make it easy? And we'll do it. So you can get um, beauty brands to donate directly to you, whether it's discontinued lines or surplus stock or whatever. And how can exactly. all of us help? I think, it's, is, is it through Superdrug? Well, so we've got, there's a few ways. The, the, and all charities say this, but it's so important. Like, the easiest thing that you can do and the most helpful thing you can do is just donate some cash, right? So even if it's a quid, right? One quid, we can get a fan, we can get three toothbrushes from our um, wholesale supplier. We can buy six bars of soap because we've got this wholesale deal. If you don't want to donate cash, we do have drop bins, like donation bins, in 100 super drugstores across the UK. If you go onto their website or our website, beautybanks.org.uk, you can find out where they are. Not There is one in every city, but they're not often easy for, you know, accessible for everyone. So... Or the other thing you can do is you can log on to a website called droppoint.org. I'll send you all of the links and stuff. And they're amazing because you can send a whole box of stuff directly to us. Because don't forget, like, toiletries are really heavy. So it means that it's often quite expensive for people to post stuff. But Droppoint subsidise heavily the cost of getting products to us and it gets picked up from your house by parcel force or whatever and dropped to us for like four quid for a medium size quite heavy parcel and also what I would say as well because I am a do-gooder is if you've got stuff like 
winter coats, hats, scarves and all of that kind of stuff. We don't take those things. But rather than take them to a charity shop, where if people are on the up, their uppers, they can't afford to shop at a charity shop, go on drop point, put in winter coats and they have got so many charities that need your winter coats and especially at this That's time really of year. That's really good. It's really like people often think that giving to charity shops is an act of charity, which of course it is. But actually to make sure that that, that coat or that, that pair of gloves or whatever gets to someone who really needs it, go to the charity direct and it really, you know, drop point, make it cheap and easy for you to do that. I'm a big fan of theirs. And have you had, you must have had so much feedback over the years from Beauty Banks and what it's done for people. Yeah, we do. And I think what is really nice is, of course, we send as a standard toothbrushes, toothpaste, all that kind of stuff as just standard. But also when brands, and there are so many amazing brands like Kiehl's, and I'm going to forget all of the good ones, Dr. Barbara Sturm, L'Oreal and Balance Me and all these amazing brands who give us product and to be an aromatherapy associates. I mean, can you imagine like getting an aroma and aromatherapy associates are so generous. We also donate a lot to domestic abuse charities as well. So you've got women that have left abusive relationships often because it's the last straw. So they've been through God knows what for God knows how long they've left their house often with just their kid in their hand and their coats on their backs. And They haven't been allowed to wear lipstick or allowed to do their hair. So actually to wear a red lipstick is a is a sign of much more than a lipstick wearing a lipstick. It's freedom and empowerment and, you know, all of those things. So that's very satisfying. I think it's amazing. And I'd like you to keep your do-gooder hat on, please. But point it towards us, because I would like you to tell us, please... (laughs) about what we should be buying to feel like fully functional human women at the moment. Because, I mean, I saw you posted something at the weekend and you were in an amazing beauty shop full of, like, those old-fashioned <gasps> sachets of... Fa- I want to say it was in Chinatown, you know, all these yes, little discoveries was. that you have. Can you please tell us where we should be looking, what we can be getting, new launches, anything? Skin, Okay, I'll tell you eyes, what I'm getting really... Do it. Everything. Okay, right, so the things that, that I get really excited about are things that are either really cheap... <laughs> <laughs> oh, really good, right? That's like that's what I. They're they're my kind of two things that I focus on when I'm ever talking about a product because you know if people are going to buy something that you've recommended, I want to know either it's really good or it's really cheap. So if it doesn't work for you particularly, it hasn't cost you X amount of money. Um, and I sort of use my sister as a benchmark for that because she doesn't get you know she earns a, a moderate salary, and if I'm going to recommend a product to her I want her to know that it's money well spent she's not wasting her money so I did go into there is this you're right there's an amazing shop it's just behind uh, Chinatown it's on like a, a side street just off Newman Street and it's called P2 it's the letter P the number the numeral two bus B-U-S and there's also they've also got a website as well so you can buy stuff online but you have to go in there it is tiny it is sometimes overwhelming because there's a lot of products in there And I found it because I'd been to Tokyo with my husband and I just hit all of those pharmacies and found loads of brands that I didn't know what they were and just bought everything. And the only place place that I could find to buy certain things was back in this shop. That's how I found it. And it's like this treasure trove of K-beauty, so Korean beauty and Japanese beauty products. Lots of it is still in the original, you know, in 
hasn't been translated into English. So you we need have to grab. No idea <laughs> what it does. Well, Give it a go. It's that's why it's so overwhelming. So you have to kind of grab um, a sales assistant, and they're all lovely and beautiful and young and so super helpful. And just say whatever you're looking for. What is the best selling um, skincare mask? What is the best selling mascara? What is the best selling? Which I did all of that, and then I bought it all. And it. What I would say is that. The fake eyelashes, if you're into fake eyelashes, are very fine and beautiful and they look amazing. I quite like them for a party every now and again. They are inexpensive. They're really good. The mascaras are amazing. The skincare is amazing. They've got really good... They've got a brand called Hadalabo, which you can get in Superdrug, but you can only get one, um, like the average skin brand, whereas they've got the super premium one, which you know it's super premium because it's gold and it's got... Premium on it. Oh, and this Jim is like is waving a I bottle with her, which has premium splashed all across it. Yeah, and so this is what you is definitely it? need to shop in there. This is um, hyaluronic acid, oh. but it is the best hyaluronic acid you can get. One of the very best products, would, which would be in my sort of desert island products that I've ever used, is um, a product called Aborium CC Cream. I don't know if you've come across Korean it, brand, but yeah. it, it, it is on the whole brand is amazing. And do you use the tinted I one? Yeah, I use the Claire. So it's it's a it comes it's a CC cream. It comes out white, and then you put it on your skin, and it's sort of a, a small pigment comes out, and it sort of brightens up your complexion. It hides just very delicately any sort of like red bits, any sort of uneven skin tone, but it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup. You can either wear it on its own or you can wear it and then put a bit of concealer or makeup over the top. It is singularly the best product in makeup that I have ever used. Uh, it's about 35 quid, might be nearer 40 now. Um, it's So it's expensive, it will last you forever and there's not one person that I've recommended that to that I've bought it that has ever been disappointed by it. Um, it is unbelievably good and that would be one of the products that I would recommend everybody buying I would say never ever buy an expensive mascara mm, because agree. all of the good or no any makeup artist will tell you never to buy a good you know inexpensive mascara unless you want to which is absolutely fine <laughs> but um you don't need to because L'Oreal have all the patents for all of the best mascaras and you know their mascaras are exceptional and I, but I do still buy expensive mascaras because I love them. This is the best foundation that I've ever used, which is Shiseido Synchro Skin. Mm. Have you tried this one? No. The coverage, the coverage is excellent. It doesn't feel like you're wearing a mask. Doesn't feel heavy, and it covers everything. It covers that. But what I would say to people as well is like, don't look to obliterate your face. You know, by a high. You know, it's like because you just look so bizarre like that. Just, I really, you know, I had really dark circles the other day, so I did use an under eye. I used something called Bye Bye Under Eye, which is by It Cosmetics, which is very good. But it, it still wasn't getting rid of all of the darkness, so sod it. Do you know what I mean? I can't be here all day. I don't want to also go out and then, you know, scare myself when I look in the mirror. <laughs> I know, it's like when people, so talk, I, people talk about, and this is the way to flawless skin... I have no interest in flawless skin. I just want to look like I'm not disappointed, exhausted, decrepit. <laughs> you know, that, that's all. About to have a fall. I just, yes, about, about to have a fall. I just want to cancel all those awful <laughs> negatives. I don't have to go to, like, flawless alabaster celestial fucking goddess. You know, that would never mm -hmm. happen. And if, it was, if I was to get close, it would take hours and I'd have to carry my own halo light with me. 
Uh, exactly. The best thing that look that will make your skin look the best it's ever looked is sadly out of our reach because it's called sleep. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Joe, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about, you know, your the, the the hair loss thing, which is, you know, it's emotional. And then and then the beauty banks, which is remarkable. And then all these lovely little treats and, you know, cheats and all the fun stuff. So it's been a, a rainbow of a podcast. So we're really grateful. Yeah. Come back soon. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Joe. Lots thank of love. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe.